All right, so episode two, Cutler Cast. We uh, we're excited, man. It's we've been talking about doing this for so long, and you know we definitely have some things to talk about today. But first of all, it, it's about time you showed up because it took you a while to get up here. I know today. because the traffic in Vegas is almost like LA now. Well, not really, but never as bad as LA. Oh God, we always talk about that. How yes. I always say I want to be in California. That's still my ideal, right? Where yeah. you want to be in Montana and like in the woods. <laughs> yes, far away from everybody. And, uh, you know, I've actually been avoiding a lot of places in Vegas, not only because of the traffic, but the traffic, it has a lot of reasons. I think it's building up the way it is. And yes, construction. Yes, people moving here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the growth of the city is just crazy right now. And a lot of people you know, are having the same issue no matter what direction, but it seems to be centralized a lot around the strip, right? Yeah. As long as long as you can avoid the strip, it's not bad for the of a of a city this size. But if you have to go anywhere near the strip, it's it's a nightmare. Even even when I come off the two fifteen and I come down and let's say I have to go north. If I wanted to come up here and take that route, mm-hmm. which I can, as soon as you get off the two fifteen and you wrap around and you come down next to the 15 as soon as you hit right there it's backed up for a quarter mile because only one car at a time can go on the freeway mm-hmm. so it, even if you have to get up on tropicana you're still stuck but anywhere near that strip it just seems like even if you look on like google maps or ways or anything it's just constantly backed up from i don't know maybe downtown to you know maybe around the tropicana area yeah it's it you know listen i lived in california yeah and i remember a long time ago, I actually had this idea to try out for these movie roles. Mm-hmm. And I would have to drive up to Hollywood mm-hmm. from Orange County, which is an hour. Yeah. It's 45 minutes or whatever. But if you were in that traffic and you've been there with me, even for the oh. Fit Expos and whatever else, man, that that hour can turn into three Yes, quickly. And it's just stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. And... You know, today, now, there's things that can entertain you a little more, podcasts and whatever yeah. else that we all listen to when we Shout travel. Shout out to people stuck in traffic listening yeah, to this. So, <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it kills the time. And I remember when Dave used to go film at Gold's Venice, he lived in Ontario. and it would That's far, too, isn't it? It would take him three hours to go home. He would someday spend six hours a day driving in the car. Normally, he would get the traffic, you know, break driving up there. So he'd go up and train at 12. And then he got his motorcycle, which, you know, he cut in between the traffic. But, uh, you know, some of us, I used to ride bikes. I don't really ride as much anymore. But, you know, the construction's really getting terrible That to the point where I avoid going. My office is kind of centrally located there. Uh, so I'm kind of near the strip. And I can't avoid hitting any traffic. Um, or some type of construction. When, when I go to my office, like whether I take 215 or I take the 95 to the 15, which they were trying to fix this whole, they call it the spaghetti bowl where the 95 intersects the 15 and it's a cluster of yeah. bridges. But I'll tell you, man, it hasn't got much better. No, I don't, I don't think it will either. There's only so much you can do. And to me, Vegas, as they built it out, they didn't expect a pandemic to happen and a massive amount of people to move here whether it's just for cost of living or weather or tax purposes or whatever, it just, they weren't expecting it. So now, even though they built a certain amount, like now, now there's four lanes in some areas, well, four lanes might not be enough. So certain areas, the traffic is just 
ridiculous. But then other areas, you're completely fine. Yeah, and and what the unique thing, if anyone that's like that's sees the 15 in front of the Vegas Strip, so a lot of people coming down from Utah, everyone has to pass through going to California, yeah. right through that section. And unfortunately, that section, all the exits to go to the strip are off that section. So you have so many cars taking the right lane exit that it clusters everything. So when I do my interchange from the 95, it's very frustrating because, you know, the the traffic is merging and then you have cars that are trying to get over and then there's always an accident, right? Yeah. Because it's it's just way too much congested traffic. And then you have the radio stadium there, you have... The Knights Arena, I mean, now there's talk about the baseball, which you talked about last week. Uh, it's just, Vegas is just I wonder. Up. I wonder if they could do a, they did this in Tampa when I lived down there, if they could do a second story that from certain times, three lanes go one way or the other. So uh, when I used to live in Tampa, I'd go from Brandon to downtown, mm-hmm. and there was so much traffic in there, they built a second story that was three lanes that someone could maybe get on near the 95. If you're not going to the strip and you can just bypass it and then mm-hmm. come down on the other side. Yeah. That, and that's that kind of, help. that's kind of what they did with a HOV lane. They made an extra. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I take the HOV. How much is a ticket? If you get pulled over $170, I think is it worth it? I, I mean, right then when sometimes <laughs> the traffic's there, it's if you're going to miss it, a man. flight, yeah. it's worth it. So, <laughs> You know, and, and you know, you moved here to be in the vicinity. I remember when you said, I have to be near the airport. Because you looked you looked at the places up All near over. me. Yeah. And you were like, man, I found a nice place, but it's just too far. Yeah. Like, I'm 30 minutes from because the airport. Because I, I look at, if you, on the average month, I'd normally go to the airport three or four times. Mm-hmm. And if you live up by you, you either A, pay to park there, or you take an Uber. Well, if you leave for a week... You're not. You don't want to leave your vehicle there and pay two hundred bucks. So it's a sixty-five dollar Uber. Yeah, from my house. And, and the pl- the spot that I looked at that was really nice. Was actually further north of you. So you're out one hundred and fifty dollars just going to the airport. Mm-hmm. So if you do that weekly, I mean, you're at seven grand a year just in Uber. Yeah. Or- so so I always weigh out, and you know, our trips are usually three days or four days, yeah. right, max. So what I try to do is I weigh out. Okay, if I took an Uber. You know, I, I say between 40 and 65. Yeah. You know, but normally if it's like during peak time, which seems like we fly during the peak times, that's where the Ubers, you know, it can be 65. So let's just say it's $120. I have to weigh out, okay, is it going to cost me 120 to park there? I mean, I usually valet, so I'm like very close and yeah, I can kind of walk in and they take my keys and whatever. It's just how I've done it since day one, even though the prices, you've seen them climb. Yeah. It's inflation, right? We're dealing with everything. Uh, but I, you know, I never planned on living this far from the airport, but are you going to move closer? Well, as you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to fly anymore. <laughs> so, fly. so what you say. I, we're connecting with our, with our followers by doing this podcast that yeah. allows people like more insight in my life. And yes, we'll continue to do some of these expos. But as you know, I've been saying this for a while is the expo dream like out of commission for some time. I mean, look, not every expo, not every expo owner could have, you know, got through this storm. You know, some of them might be, some of them might be in trouble. And then a lot of supplement companies might not have, you know, made out during this last year and a half. And maybe they don't have that expendable money. So I think the big ones will still be there. The Arnold still be there. And like FIBO just got canceled, what, the fourth time? Yeah. So we were booked to go to Germany and we just got a call, what, three days ago. Yep. 
that it's going to be postponed. It's in April. It's April 7th of 2022. Uh, that is the date of the Jay Cutler Desert Classic that's going to oh. happen. So I'm trying to figure out if that's going to work or not. But that is one of my favorite expos. Uh, you know, it's my every, favorite one. everyone has a certain place for me, but yeah. Germany is just, the fans are just, they're wild there, right? And I think, you know, we, we always talk about the enjoyment of like eating in the different cultures. Yeah. You know, late night we'd go eat, we'd go train at the gym and we kind of made some or connections get there. Yeah, we get lost. Yeah. <laughs> and take the same Uber drivers. The same guy. Yeah. So we have a lot of stories and we'll get into that <laughs> oh later. But, uh, you know, the expos were our life, man. Yeah. Like that's, that's the crazy thing is now we've had to make a big transition uh, to wondering if they're going to happen. We have uh, San Diego is going to be San in November. San Diego will happen. The Olympia one will happen. It and sounds like the Arnold. I did a I did a live last night, and they said they're going to have some vendors there. I think they'll have a couple small ones, but it's not the the expo. Will be it's next not year. the large no. large expo. Nope. It's just going to be in in a hall. They're going to do a show with four divisions, and they might have a couple vendors. Maybe title sponsors will have a couple things set up, but it's basically just a show. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm in a wedding. Like I'm yeah. attending a wedding that weekend, so I will not be present at that. Yeah. And uh, you know, but we, next year, I mean, I, I know that San Diego will happen, Olympia will happen. Um, I was just chatting with the guy from uh, Fitness Festival in Sweden. He mm -hmm. still doesn't know if they're allowed to. The Abu Dhabi one got canceled. I think the Dubai Muscle Show is still happening because I know uh, one of my athletes, the the company, just reached out and said they're booking his flight for it. Um, and then the uh, Fit Expo will happen in January. You know, pending, you know, who knows what will happen with mandates and stuff by then if things will change. But yeah, we were always talking while well, you were hoping that it'd be finished by then. But here we are going through a second phase now. Yeah. And I remember talking to the airline people and saying, September, we're done. The masks are coming off and it's going to be wide open. And here we are. Coming one other, into one other one, too. Tamers, uh, the one down in, in Brazil. Uh, Brazil. Yeah. He said that one's going to happen. So maybe we'd go to that one. That's on Thanksgiving weekend. And we do have our tour scheduled for Canada. Canada, week after Olympia. Yes, yeah, so that's going to be exciting for us. I'm getting yep. a lot of feedback already, so I'll be touring the supplement worlds there for Josh, and I will be yep. doing Edmonton, Calgary. Uh, Saskatoon. Rich, yes. Regina. Uh, yeah, in Regina, yeah. Yep. So that'll be cool. We've been up there before. Yep. Um, great fan base there. We were very, very surprised how many people came out, and I think... Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get to do Calgary last time because yeah. it wasn't open yet. Yeah. I, think it's, I think Calgary will be... A, that I mean, that's one of the. Is, I mean, it's one of the biggest cities in North America. It's mm -hmm. a couple million people. So yeah, it's kind of funny because I had a tour scheduled. I did this some years ago, mm -hmm. and I remember the flight was delayed because of weather, and I had to skip that location. So, you, so have now you I've I haven't I've been there before to guest uh -huh. appear, but I didn't not for meet and greets. It was only like yeah. guest posings or whatever, and it was some years ago. So. Uh, some of the Canadian fans, I mean, every culture has their different uh, classification of what I consider like super fans or whatever yeah. or supporters. Um, but Canada has like hardcore bodybuilding. Like they show they, up. They follow it. Yeah, they show up. I literally just looked at the video the last time we went to Edmonton. Mm -hmm. and it was me, you and uh, Antoine. Antoine, and We were yeah. in the car and he filmed it and the line was, you know, uh, eighth of a mile long wrapped around the building and he was filming it as we went through it. I'm thinking wow, this next time it's going to be even bigger because it's going to be on a weekend. And I, I think it, I think it's going to be even bigger. Yeah. So we, we, you know, the process is to book these things. It's, it's harder <laughs> than what you guys think. So, yes. you know, when we plan these tours, we have to give ourselves enough time and there's very little time 
for us in between. Like by yeah. the time we we book an event and say it's a three hour event, it always turns into four or five, four or, five or sometimes hours. six, right? And then we're catching a flight or a, or a transportation to the next location. We get up, we tr- still get the training and, and whatever in, and then, you know, it's back at another event. So this is going to be four days in Straight. a row and it, it becomes taxing, but we have to account for everything. I, I know we had to change sometimes because of the travel it's, you schedule. Know, you know, people people will ask, they'll, they'll, they'll talk to me about what I do for a living and, and they'll always say, oh, it must be so great. You get to, they see that little three hour window where they see a picture on social media mm-hmm. and they think how amazing it is, but they don't know all the work that has to go in it. They don't know you have to go through, whether it's flights or finding the right flights or the right hotels or the right, you know, there's there's a million variables. Like you said in this one here, originally we had times on Friday and times on Saturday, but by the time we get done, we couldn't get to the flight the next morning in time to get there mm-hmm. to make it. You know, we had we had to push stuff back or or actually you you're going to land Friday on that event and have to go straight to the event. Yes. Because we, we, we couldn't, we couldn't do it any other way. Mm. And then now we have to wake up the next morning when this event gets over at 10 or 11 at night, we got to be on a, the only flight that's nonstop to the next city leaves at eight fifty in the morning. So we can't leave at 6am. We can only take this one. So if we land at 11, we can't do an 11am appearance or a 12 because you still got to get your bags. You still got to go change. You still got to, you know, there's, there's so many other things you have to do. So, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts, and then there's always that element of surprise that something happens. A flight's yeah, delayed the or this flight's or this delayed, flight. or you know, you get a flat tire because we are doing some yeah. some you know car transport in there, and you know that's the amazing thing about like traveling to Fibo or when we went to Australia, and a lot of times we're coming off the plane and going boom right to the event, yes, right to the event, like literally. Okay, I'm going to take an overnight flight to get there sleep on, you know, luckily have sleeper beds in the plane, and then we would land and go yeah. straight to the event shower, check in the hotel. Sometimes you can't even check in the hotel because you're not scheduled yet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it is it is taxing, especially with time change. Luckily, this Canadian tour isn't going to be that that far of a distance. No, no it's, we it's, planned it's it pretty, properly. Yeah, it's not super far. And it's not that time of year where you can worry about snow, right? No, that's, that's the problem. It'll probably be really nice weather, actually. Yeah. I'm Perfect. looking. I'm looking more for that one there. Since we've already been to Regina, we've already been to Saskatoon, we've already I've been to Edmonton probably five or six a bunch times. Of times. Yeah, I've been to Calgary once, but never really only to the airport. I've never really went into the city and seen it. So, so did we will be finish the first time. in Calgary or Calgary's Monday? Yeah. Okay, it's uh, Edmonton on day one, day two Saskatoon, day three Regina, and we go from we fly from Edmonton to Saskatoon, and then Saskatoon to Regina we drive, and then from Regina to uh, Edmonton, Cal- we fly, or Calgary, Calgary. we fly. Yeah. We get in late Sunday night, and then the next day we do Monday, we do the event, and then Tuesday morning fly home. So it's still a, it's still a five day, it's still five days off yeah. the calendar. You know, for this actually technically six. Yeah, you know, I get excited about training at different gyms, though. That's the one thing about traveling that I do get excited about because I love to be in the different atmospheres and I like to visit the gyms like. I got to see Philippe Franco's gym when I was in, you know, Brazil. And then, you know, I got to train in, you know, Tony Doherty's gyms in Australia. Yeah. And like we traveled, I, when I went to Ireland for a wedding, um, I got to train at blessing where he trained, you know? So it's like, it's always these different gyms and, you know, it's just like the first time when I competed at nationals, I won my pro card in Dallas and Ronnie Coleman wasn't Mr. Olympia yet, but he was known to train in this dungeon-type gym called Metroflex. 
and I couldn't wait to go in there. And what shocked me the most about it, because I came from commercial gyms in Massachusetts where it was, uh, I, I don't know, not hardcore, right? But when I went in there, guys were working out in jeans, work boots, and no shirt. And I was shocked because, yeah. you know, today a lot of gyms won't allow pre- people to be shirtless, although, you know, the aesthetic guys are now in, the physique yep. guys, and they're all in there filming. I mean, a lot of people film it with their vid- their cameras. But, you know, walking in most of the gyms of Las Vegas, other than, you know, Fit Club or Lift Factory or Dragon's Lair, like if you have your shirt off, they're running over and saying, hey, put your put shirt back on. on. You, out, yeah. you know, you can't lay down on benches with a bare bare back or anything like that. So it's definitely changed in that sense, but that's the first culture I've ever saw. But I remember thinking, gosh, Ronnie Coleman gets huge training at this gym, and I never experienced anything like that. Yeah. And uh, now, of course, it's been franchised, and, you know, it's legendary with his Olympia, you know, with his DVDs, and, you know, everyone wanted to have a Metroflex to the point where he was able to franchise that. And who would have thought, you know, I'm sure that wasn't his vision and a lot of that has to go to Branch and Ronnie and yeah. Johnny Jackson and some of the great guys that trained out of that gym. Yeah. It's still legendary to this day. I mean, it's, we used to talk about the Gold's Gym and, you know, in Flamingo here that used to be. So everybody came. Yeah, I remember Kai Green tra- trained here like a Rocky style for the 09 Olympia thinking, okay, he's going to come take the crown. And uh, he came and moved to Vegas and lived in in. You know, that's when he filmed that documentary, isn't it? I don't. I think he came with Oscar, and yeah. they they had a condo here, and they just they filmed the whole thing. Yeah, I remember that he did like a documentary, and uh, you know, he finished fourth, I think, that year or fifth yeah. or whatever, but uh, maybe fourth. Uh, he really thought he was going to win, you know, and that's the year I came back to win it. And uh, you know, talking about shows, we just had you know one of the big shows, yeah, the uh, Chicago Pro, but it was in Atlanta. Which yeah. is so weird, right? All these shows, it's like the New York Pro is in Tampa. And, I, and the reason for that is, you know, last year when they had to move them from different states, I'm sure the 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 venues probably said, hey, we'll have it here next year. But if you sign on, if your state opens up, you can't go back because then mm-hmm. we could have put somebody else there. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming next year we'll see people coming back to their normal. Their yeah, normal and it's home. just like the Olympia, you know, being back in Orlando and yeah. the USA's. It's State going on as we speak right now. It's yeah. in Arizona. And I remember, you know, I wished it was in Vegas, but, I mean, shoot, we just started mask mandate this weekend. Yeah. I actually, I went and dropped my dry cleaning off, and the guy's like, hey, where's your mask? Oh, and really? I went, I went, oh, shit, yeah, they actually have it on again. I'm like, I, I don't even have one on me. I've, you know, you put them out, threw them out of your cars. Yep, so now I got to start, you got to start wearing them in certain places. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, so the Chicago Pro. Chicago Pro. Uh, Hunter Labrada came out victorious. Yeah, I, I mean, actually, I actually printed off the the, the score sheet. Uh, Hunter Labrada got straight first. What do you, what'd you think of Hunter's physique? I, you know, the first I've time known I, him since he was 17, by the way, um, yeah. he used to, I guess, pose for his dad at, at 07 after the Olympia mm-hmm. in Texas. And I remember Hunter came backstage with his buddies to say hello. And, you know, he hadn't even really started his journey yet. Watched his, only watching his dad. And, uh, you know, here he is now being a top contender, right? Yeah. I, you know, like, obviously we don't have pictures in front of us, but from from what I looked at, the, the first time I saw him compete as a pro was actually at the Tampa Pro, mm-hmm. and I was at the show. And I remember if I text you or someone else, and I said, man, if, if this kid keeps going in the same direction, he has Mr. Olympia structure, mm-hmm. shape, roundness. He just has to mature. And it looks like he's gotten, to me, it looks like he's gotten a lot bigger than he was even from last year. 
and his condition was good enough to, to, to win, you know, if, if he can get hard, hard like you or Phil or Ronnie or any of those guys, I see him being, you know, a contender for the what Olympia do you think? Uh, so we talk about, you know, I, that's listen, I, I can't really pick his physique apart. I mean, definitely yeah. needs more maturity, right? Yeah. More back depth or whatever. Um, but his condition still, he, I think he could get sharper. And I think, yeah. what do you think? Is it a maturity thing or is it? I, I mean, look, he's, you got to think about it. He's, this is only his third pro show. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's, he's still learning his body. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many people were absolutely nailing it by their third but pro show? But was he in better condition than he was last year when he won Tampa or when to the Olympia? They say, you know, I guess it's different circumstances. You stand in different lights. and Yeah, different lights. I, I can't answer that honestly, but... I, I mean, it looked like a pretty convincing win here. Yeah. And I don't know if, and look, and the, and the guy that got second, Brett Wilkins, he looked like he was in really Amazing good shape. Amazing condition. I think he was probably one of the best conditioned. Yeah. I mean, Max Charles was very good too. Yeah. But it looked like uh, Brett, I mean, listen, this guy came up from Classic. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I heard people even whisper he should have won the contest to a certain extent. But listen, Hunter is definitely more packed with. Yeah. With size, Hunter with, has all the tools. He has all, every Hunter yes. has everything. So he, you know, we talk about the condition. Well, Brett had the condition, just need more depth more to time. his physique, right? We, we saw, just, we saw. I saw him out here when Flex had his grand opening, and mm-hmm. you could just tell he he put a lot of weight on. He was just big and round. Yeah, so he's training up in Colorado. He's training wrestling. at you know, is there something in the air in Colorado or what is it? Hey, that man, red, more blood red blood cell? cells, yeah. yeah. Does yeah. it really have, you know, they did some studies on that too. The more red blood cells, the more, you know, protein. Yeah. On. The more, more, the I mean, Doreen Haywood trains there. Protein, more protein. As you yeah. eat, the more you can grow. Yeah. So, I mean, this, you know, of course, it's Phil Heath's. Yeah. It's his come up place, right? Where, he's, where he was when he won Olympias and trained. And I've yeah. got to train at that gym. We got to train there. It's yeah, I've nice trained, there, I've trained there. there before. Yeah. You so lived there used, for a short stand, yeah, actually. I used to go up there with him and, and, We'd go train at like midnight, just, mm-hmm. you know, unlock the door, pop the lights on, crank the music, and, you know, yeah, it's got so, everything you need. And, uh, you know, Brett's Brett's training hard. He's training with Martin Fitzwater. You know, he's he's the up-and-coming guy, too. And, you know, those guys seem to be going at it, you know, working with Matt yeah. Jensen. I think he's he's really uh, gave Hunter a good little push here, yeah. you know. I don't know if he's going to do Tampa He should. He should. He should do it. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it. it I mean, I mean, he's got the, the condition. The, he just needs the big to... name going in next week would be Ian. But I, I mean, look if he's if he fared against Hunter, mm-hmm. he would fare against anyone out there. Yeah, so and who is third? Max third, Charles. Uh, Max Charles got third. It looks like his legs have have he, came he, up. His legs improved, and if I could pick him apart, but prior to the showing, it would be the legs. I mean, he's he's right there, mm-hmm. big arms. You know, midsection crazy conditions there, but the legs improved to the point where he's a legit contender. Yeah. I heard uh, some of the different people there told me they thought he could have been second mm-hmm. because he, you know, he's got more size, more, more maturity, maturity, yeah. you know, and his legs were definitely better, but you know, without being there and actually seeing it in person, you know, pitchers don't always, I love to see justice. that though. I love to see a guy that, you know, a body part hindered him and you know, that would, Hey, if he, you know, his legs only matched his arms or whatever else. And now he's getting it done. Right. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he's he getting could, the respect. He could right? go on any any of these shows, and, and I'm assuming he would do Tampa as well. He could go to any of these shows and be a contender. Yeah, you know. And Mo was fourth, or yep. 
Yep, Shaban got Shaban is unbelievable. I mean, I saw him compete at the California. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Uh, he seems to be getting better, but at the same time, like, you know, it's just, it, I think it's more, he just needs a little more uh, lines, a little more detail. Yeah. Because he's got the size. I mean, legs are crazy. And, yeah. you know, I think it's just, you know, that little more bit of detail is going to yeah give him that edge. And here's another guy who's really come on the scene the last, you know, couple of years. Yeah. Pretty and, incredible. Uh, fifth place, Roly Winkler. Shock. Yeah. I think all of us were. Shock. It just to me, I mean, I, when I looked at the the pictures, it looked like it looked like he was in really good condition. I just don't know if he was over conditioned, and it just you know made him downsize. And when you downsize, you lose that V taper. And he always had that crazy freak factor, and he just didn't have it. I mean, you show. called me a couple of weeks prior, and you're like, "Well, Hunter may not get the qualification because yeah. you're like Rolly's Rolly coming." Was doing it. Yeah, and. uh you know, we've been waiting and waiting, and I picked Roly to win two or three years ago at the Olympia. Olympia yeah, uh, he was my pick because he had gotten third the year prior, and uh, and as we know, it just yeah. it's one of those things. It's like the Rami effect, where if he ever gets in shape, but this Rami, even I mean, this uh, Roly even in shape isn't going to do any damage because the size is just not what it was. I mean, he yeah. definitely came down too much, so I don't know if he tried to streamline or. Well, he's doing. He's going to go do Spain. Which is the same? I think it's the same day as Tampa, or no, same day as the the Texas show. So maybe that's enough time for him to potentially, you know, do fix, correct whatever you know mm-hmm. went wrong, and that would be him and Nathan Diasha clashing. Okay, you know, so we'll see how that pans is out. Is that UK or no? It's in Spain, pro spone pro show in Spain. Okay, what is it called? Do you know, it's not Arnold Classic. No, because no, that's no, it's, a different it's just organization. A, what Alicante or something like that. Okay, it's just a, when it's is a, that show? It's the same weekend as the Texas Pro. Okay, so in two weeks, so that gives him a solid three weeks to maybe Tampa is too close, but it gives him a solid three weeks to maybe fix whatever issues he has. Any missed opportunities in this contest for guys? <sighs> yeah, I mean sixth place, Hassan. Yeah, I mean if he ever gets in shape, who's going to beat him? But we say in shape, I mean, he it's not like he's terrible. Yeah. You know, he's still in shape. It's just that what are they looking for? They're looking for that turnaround back, glutes, hamstring, yeah. tie-ins. You know, I I just saw a picture posted on Instagram this morning, and he looks lean from the front. I saw a yeah. front double bicep, and I sent you a picture after the prejudging yeah. compared to Brett Wilkins, and I was like, listen, if this guy ever put it together – I mean, it's like the Rami thing. Like he's he would just smoke boat. everybody. And when I say get in shape, that doesn't mean he's out of shape. But when you're standing next to someone like a Brett or yes. or like like hunter, a Max yeah. or a Hunter, yeah. it makes you look out of shape, even though you're not. They're mm-hmm. just in that good of shape that it makes you. How can he fix it? I I don't know. I don't know what I mean. I think got, he works hard. I think he trains. I, mean, I think he does his cardio. I mean, Ramadan they said messed him up. I mean now. He do you think is, his body's just tired now? I after mean, all dude, these shows? Doing, I mean, how many has he done this year already? He's done Five? almost every show. He's done a lot. What was his first one? I mean, he did the Bahamas. He what? He did New York. He did. Was he at the show? He did. Did he did the show we were at too? Didn't he? The Cal. Yes, he did. He did the Cal. Yeah. He did Chicago. He's done pretty much yeah. all the shows. I don't know if his body's just wore out and he just needs a break, but I would think you know whatever's going on there, he's got one of the best you know coaches in Chris Aceto. Mm-hmm. You would think that if it's something that could be figured out, that Chris would figure it out. You know, he always seems to figure stuff out. 
So yeah, it, it, listen, there's a the, the lot of contests you just mentioned. I remember when I was coming up, and you know, we had the Night of Champions, Arnold Classics. Mm-hmm. There's like the Canadian Pro. Dude, you only had like five slots, but they used to qualify the top four or five, right? Because it was limited shows. Now, of course, you need to win a show or you gather points, which he can go to the Olympia on points, but is it worth going to the Olympia if he can't figure this out? You know, here's the thing. I don't know where his point standings are. He has to be up there, dude. You, it depends. So, like, He's been third at a couple contests. So think of it like this. If he's been third at a couple contests and he got fourth or fifth at a couple... What if somebody goes into the Arnold and gets second? Okay, well, the Arnold's that, a bigger point that uh, second, advantage. That, let's, say they get, let's say they do the Arnold and they do the Texas show and they get second and second. Those points are going to equal more than getting get third, fourth. So I don't know if he's, he's locked in yet. I, I haven't really paid attention to the point standings. but Yeah, I know. we don't pay attention until the last couple shows, right? Yes. And we still have, seems to be quite a few shows. Yeah. I mean, Arnold UK, Arnold USA... Yeah. The show you just talked about, uh, you know, we have the Tampa, we have we Tampa, got we got we got Tampa, Texas, got the Texas, the Arnold, and the Spain show. Yeah. That's it. And the Spain show's got two four, you know, Roly and Nathan mm-hmm. and whoever else over there will do it. But we got Tampa this weekend. Ian and I'm assuming some of these other guys are going to clash in that. And then the weekend after, I believe Ian's doing that one, mm-hmm. and Steve Kuklo and whoever else hasn't qualified, and then the Arnold and the. So I, I don't know how it's going to pan out, but it's it's interesting. It makes it it gives you something to talk about. Which big name is not going to make the Olympia this year? Somebody's going to get left out, and who will it be? Who are the biggest names still left? Well, Ian's got to qualify. Nathan, Roly, Sergio, Kuklo, Kuklo. Um, who else? Max, Bonick. He, he's already qualified because he got top five at the end. Oh, okay. He's a top so that's five six names that got a, that. That those are six names that win shows that have won shows or have yeah. done the Olympia in the past. So, with with four spots left, well, I'm, I'd even include Nathan in that one as well. Yeah. So with four spots left, and two of those guys are going to go at it in in Spain, and then you only got two other shows outside. The, the Arnold's going to be tough to win because there's there's a lot of heavyweights in that. So you have two shows left for all these other guys to qualify. Mm. You know, I don't know if Sergio is going to do you know Texas or or Tampa or how much do you think the other? stress gets these guys about qualifications? I never had to deal with that. I never had to deal with, I mean, I, I competed the first year in nine, 98. I didn't get qualified. Mm-hmm. I finished 11th at the night of champions. And then, you know, 99, I finished third and fourth mm-hmm. Ironman Arnold, uh, got in the Olympia mm-hmm. finished almost dead last. The next year of 2000, I went to night of champions one there, so I qualified for 2000 Olympia. And then uh, 2000, after 2000, the top 10 qualified then. Yeah, I remember. Yep. And then I got second at the European shows to Coleman that that fall. So I, I automatically qualified no matter what in the top 10. I was still second, so I would have qualified anyway. And then after that, 2001, I mean, the top, it was, it was like always the, the top, yeah, the, the top five qualified at the Olympia. So I never had to look back, and then once you win the Olympia, like I could go compete there today if I really wanted to. Yeah, but you're qualified for life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, unless you're in that that top five, you know, it's it's these guys got to go back to the drawing board. I kind of like I see both sides of it. I see the side of it, you know, hey, if mm-hmm. you really want someone to make dramatic improvements, the more time they have off, the more they can improve. But sometimes you still want to see 
some of these guys that are up and coming, like go out and do battle and do these, the New York pros and the Arnold's and the Arnold, you know, Europe and, and the Texas pro, you still want to see them, you know, do these other shows. Yeah. And I think that's what a promoter's dream is, right? Of course. Because you want to have the heavy hitters in your contests. And back in my era, like even the heavy hitters, the Ronnie Coleman's, the Kevin Leverone's, the flex wheelers, like they did the $10,000 night of champions and like they wanted the ring. Yeah. You know, back then it was cool. Yeah. They wanted that title. It meant something in their, in their, uh, yeah. you know, in their career. So, you know, they would, they wouldn't just say, Oh, you know what? I'm only going to do a show. I'm too good to do this. It's almost like sometimes guys are afraid to step on certain stages. Yeah. And I, I was kind of victim. I'll be honest. Like I was afraid to go back to an NOC or New York, what it's New York pro now or whatever, but because I felt like, okay, I already won Arnold's and I'm in the top two at the Olympia. Like, yeah. do I go back and chase 10,000? But the big, the big problem was is, so on, honestly, I was getting paid more than 10000 to show up at a guest appearance that I didn't have to train for and spend money to get ready for. But think, think about if you did one of those shows, the guys at CJ is in there, that's their Olympia. Yeah. So if you're off a little bit, which you can be, no, yes. I don't, nobody's perfect. Some of these guys could catch you if they put it all into that show. But that's the difference today because a lot of these guys, like the Sergio's and the Steve Kukolo's, they're not getting the guest appearances consistently enough to outweigh yeah. the com- competitions, right? They have number one, they have to qualify, but uh, like they will go compete in certain shows because listen, the, the financial reward isn't like, they're not hiring guest posters as much anymore. Yeah. Yes. You can do personal appearances. Yes. You can go on social media and yeah. you know, we have YouTube and all these other things that, that help drive revenue, but like, it's not just free money out there, you know, no. Just because you're a big name, someone's calling you to come attend a show, or yeah. we can't really fly overseas right now. So it's all changed. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't, I assume it's changed permanently. Yeah. It's not going to go back to that. You know, just like anything else, once you take something away, it's hard to get it back. Yeah. You know? What questions you got for me? Um, yeah. So we went through uh, some so, questions, some fans asked. Yeah. You. We, we want to make sure that we get uh, everyone to, you know, we do get a ton of questions. You can imagine what my DMs look like, and I'm sure you get yeah. questions arise. So throw a couple at me. So, so we we just went through and pull out some random questions, and and down the road, fans can message. You know, or they can message you, message me, or just uh, comment on the bottom. The first one is, how do you stay in such good condition after you've been retired? It's a good good question. Yeah. You're around me. You see, yeah. the, the nutrition is the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I've kind of changed my eating habits a lot. Like, I eat a lot more organic food now. You know, I work with Trifecta for quite some time now. Uh, so I have food delivery, which 10 years ago, we never had this. Yeah. I was always going to either butchers or grocery stores. I mean, for a while, I shopped at Whole Foods. But to my benefit now, like, I have meals shipped, even though I order a la carte. So I prep my carbohydrates like my rices and potatoes and oatmeals and stuff like that but i'm able to get all my meats and mm-hmm. my fish and all that stuff uh that i can prep and it's pretty much cooked anyway but i do like to skillet it um the nutrition is the key mm-hmm. i still eat consistent i eat a crazy breakfast in the morning so a lot of people now fast where i don't i actually get up i do cardio every morning at least 20 minutes um, sometimes walking, sometimes stairs, sometimes bike. I get emails done while I do that. 
Um, but consistency of everything is really what yeah. I train. You know, we still go to the gym. We still train. I train honestly seven days a week now, yeah. which I think is crazy. I don't, I don't suggest that always. Uh, but for me, it's worked well for me. And if you ask me why, a lot of it's stress relief too. Like I go yeah. to the gym to relieve a lot of stress. And I think the consistency with, the, with all of that, the training, the diet, and, you know, also genetics, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, when I first started training, I started a lean body weight at 200 pounds. I weigh about 240 today. Uh, but I've been consistent. And coming down from a huge body weight too, I mean, I'm slowly losing muscle mass as I age, but my whole goal isn't to stay big anymore. And I think I've finally convinced you this year now to drop some pounds and you've lost 30 pounds in the last two months. Yeah. Just at, once you hit a certain age, there's just no point. But you know, if you, if I could ask you what was the most attributing factor to your weight loss, I know it's a, it's a kind of like a, a few things, but would you say it's nutrition? It's, it's eating five healthy meals a day and just doing making sure you get that consistent. I try to cut out sugars too. Sugars are the killer. I'm not a huge sugar person. Yeah. Sugars were always my, uh, that where I kept more weight on. I think mine was more throughout the years is more portion control. Mm. You know, I would always eat just, I always said you overate protein. I would overeat everything. and, And then, you know, I just didn't like doing cardio and I like, you know, I always like going to the gym and being able to move a ton of weight. That was my stress relief. Yeah. But at some point, you have to realize, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, your joints only can hold yeah. so much. But you got a treadmill at home, so you get up and yep. you do the fast thing I walk thing up, in I the do morning. the 20 minutes, and, and I still go train. I just don't, I don't grab the super heavy dumbbells. You don't need to. You 80, need 90 to. pounds. Every once in a while, we'll grab the hundreds, but mm. for the most part, just like you said, consistency. Um, the second question, what's your most prized possession in life? My health, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel blessed that, you know, I was able to you know, push myself to the level that I did. And that means training, supplementation, the food. Mm-hmm. The food, again, in the abundance we ate can be dangerous, right? Kidneys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and, and people don't don't misconstrue. Like, people always say, well, no, it's the drugs and da-da-da. No, it's the food. Because when you're eating 400 grams of protein a day, because I weigh 300 pounds, you know, and eating a thousand grams even of more. carbs. Yeah, sometimes even more, depending if I'm depleted for a contest. That is not good on your body long term. Like to this yeah. day, if I'm 47, going on 48 here in a week, if I still ate 400 grams of protein a day, there's no way my blood tests would be as, as solid as they are. I mean, I have zero side effects, you know, but I've never had high blood pressure. I never had super elevated. I mean, my, my liver enzymes were elevated some, but my kidneys were always great. I was always a big fluid drinker and water. Yeah. Uh, but I think my health, you know, being able to walk around still, I think that's the biggest compliment I get is you look healthy. Yeah. And ideally, that's what we want to represent, right? That bodybuilding did all this for me, and I still can remain healthy, and there's no restriction to what I do on a training schedule so you know you train with me i can do all the presses i can do all the no knee pain no shoulder pain no joint pain whatsoever i'm blessed with the health and you and you unlike a lot of these other guys that i've seen throughout the years you always did the therapies and the massages and there's so many attributing factors there's so many things that that it makes a difference down the road but you without your health you have nothing so it's so important be now to live the afterlife of 
bot after bodybuilding to be healthy and be able to enjoy the process of what I did to get here. Yeah. Next question. What do you like to do in your free time that most people don't know about? Nothing. <laughs> we joked about that when I saw that question. <laughs> like, what does Jay do? I was like, sit at home and do nothing. <laughs> what I would like to do and what I do are two different things. I work a lot. So yeah, I'm but when always, you say what I'd like to do, you can do it if you really yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. So besides no sitting in my theater or eating out or like, yeah. you know, we we you know we laugh and say our, our social life sometimes on the road at these events, right? Um, <laughs> like, listen, I love sports. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sports guy. I don't like going necessarily to sporting events, but I like watching and following it. We talked about basketball last week. Uh, but, man, it's, it's kind of shifted. I mean, I have quads in the garage I'd love to ride. You know, Jay, have you ever even have they ever seen Josh dirt? tries to get me out in the, the boat every weekend, but he's not going out there too much right now. The lake's kind of low. Right have you now. has has your quads? Have they ever been dirty? Yes. When Larry took them out. <laughs> you, so you've never even <laughs> yeah. you've never even took them out. But I grew up on a farm, so I was able to ride a lot. I just. You yeah, know but, what, but I, that I was like 80 know, years know, ago. Know, you know, need know, to do it now. <laughs> so, you know, I used to ride motorcycles, but man, I just when I can shut my brain off and I can relax, that's what I like to do. But if you ask me today, like, okay, what are you going to do this weekend? Nothing. Well, no, no. I think it's where we'll eat out and, like, I mean, dude, I just love working out and I like the experience. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of things I like You're to really do. You're really a boring human. I know. It's okay, though. It's okay. Um, if you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, where would it be and why? I want to go to Thailand. You've never been to Thailand? Oh, that's never right. Been. You haven't really been to Asia much. And And you know what? The, the thing that keeps me from going to Thailand is the flight. It's far. It's far. I've been there many a times. So I think Thailand, uh, New Zealand is on the bucket list because Australia is my favorite. Australia is my favorite. Uh, New Zealand, I want to go to Bali, mm -hmm. and I want to go to Thailand. See, when, whenever you go to, like, Thailand or Bali, or you know, because I, I lived in Hong Kong for years, yeah. and I've been across the ocean 100 times. When you get across the ocean, it's still like another half-a-day trip. So let's say you fly from here to mm -hmm. San Francisco, San Francisco to like Japan. Well, it's still another seven or eight hours. Yeah. Just depending on where you're going, if you're going to Koh Samoy, if you're going to Phuket or Bangkok or no matter where it is, or Bali, sometimes it's still another half a day to get there. And that's the part that gets me because there's no direct flight. Yeah. So you're going to have multiple, multiple connections. So that's my bucket list. So Thailand, if... You know, why, why Thailand? What, what's, what's the reason for I, it? I've always heard that like it's very you can stay for very cheap money and yes. like a king. Like if I can stay in a villa or a hundred dollars, you get like 3,000 baht, which is their currency. And I okay. remember the first time I went there, you get like... It's and like, the food's supposed to be amazing, it is. like fresh. Seafood. And, and, yeah. It's like out in the wide open, they, they have like you can get a massage. And you yeah. go there and, you know, two cheap, people get a right? massage and they'd be like... Oh, it's it's three hundred. I'm thinking three hundred dollars, like three hundred baht, and I'm like, man, three hundred baht. That's a lot. But then when you start thinking about it, you're like, yo, that's ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. So like, I want to have three people massage me. <laughs> you could for like, like fifteen dollars, like at least twice a day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I want to eat the great food, and I want to be in. You know, we love nice hotels. Let's yeah, not, yeah. Let's not kid each other here. Like we've traveled to some great places. Yes. And we've stayed in the dumps, and we've also stayed in amazing spots. Yeah. Uh, so I want to experience it. I mean, I've now, always heard about Thailand and it's, it's worth going. If you're going to do it, you go for a couple of weeks and you go to Koh Samoy, you go yeah. to, you go to Phuket and then you go to Bali and, you know, even spots in Vietnam or like that, or the Philippines, you can go to Boracay or, 
or one of the other or Cebu or one of these other beautiful places. But once you, once you go experience that, you'll you'll yeah, so book it's me in Thailand, man. Let's go. All right. Well, we'll find we'll find someone if, there, if there's someone out there who wants to book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay in Thailand or Bali or, or one Bali. of these places. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite magazine cover and why? It's me ripping uh, Dexter and Phil. Tell 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 the back. Okay, so it's that. a Flex magazine. It happened uh, after the 09 Olympia comeback because, listen, I was down and out. I lost to Dexter. Phil and Dexter were on the rise. Uh, the editor at the time didn't see the, my future lasting, mm-hmm. meaning on top. So I was kind of the underdog going into 09, and basically they kind of, I'm sure, had plans for Dexter and Phil to be the highlight of the next year into 2010 as being like the stars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was angry. You know, that comeback, I saw a lot of people leave that believed in me way back, and they kind of gave up on it. And uh, I came back, and I won it in convincing fashion. You were there. And, uh, you know, I, I was leaving at the time Flex Magazine, so it was kind of like a, like a see you later. I signed with Muscular Development. So it was kind of like, hey, you know what? These aren't the new generation coming, and I'm still here. And they put me on the cover, tearing their covers, like because they had basically planned covers with them. And I was I was breaking through the magazine cover, the the mm-hmm. flex that they were supposed to be on together as the top two, and uh, you know I want it back. So I th- I, you know what? I, after saying that, I think you need to have that as a poster. Like, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's you know I see it sitting it's on the sitting wall. Over there. It's over, over I there. actually think you know how you sign some of the certain posters that people can buy. Yeah, if that's your favorite one, we should we need to get a post an exact poster made of that one because people would love that. Especially since it yeah, it says story. he's back. Jay Cutler makes history. I'm reading it right now on the bottom over there. Yeah, so maybe we can pop that up on the screen, huh? Yeah, and then the last one. What's the most touching story a fan has told you? Did it motivate you any certain way? I mean, there's. I don't know if I can pinpoint one. I'm looking on the wall right here, and uh, you know, listen. You start off. You want to be famous. You want to be a star in what you do. You want to have the contracts. You want to drive exotic cars and mm-hmm. you want to hold the hot girl on the beach on the magazine cover. You want to go to California. I mean, that's where it all Arnold and all these guys started, but you know, you never imagine that you be someone that can change someone's lives by your actions. Yeah. Selfishly. So to hear about the weight losses and that's the biggest thing to this day. Like I'm, I'm going to talk about current event, mm-hmm. even going to, bullfrog nutrition and telling having people tell me I lost 100 pounds I lost 150 pounds because I read an article and my perseverance I think the most respected thing I do cameo you know which is like a shout out app and basically they have they say why why there's a question like why Jay why choose Jay to do the shout out for you and everyone says his determination his determination his his perseverance to overcome second and win Olympia when everyone else would have gave up. And I think that story, it's if people know about me, they say, oh, Jay Cutler is a nice guy or he's a business guy, but they talk about he was relentless for what he did. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just crazy to me because I'm just a guy with a dream and a vision. Yeah. And I did it. And, 
now to be able to change people's lives indirectly through my success, because it was very, very successful. Uh, but there were so many terrible times that I was down and out. You, you know, you were there for some yeah. of them, you know? Yeah. I mean, you were here in 07 when I won the Olympia and really was questioned that I did not deserve it. I, I, I you know, I tell this, I was actually, I was nervous you were going to die at that one. Yeah. And that's like, not many people know that because I knew how sick you were. Yeah. I remembered like looking at you when we were doing the Meet the Olympians and you just didn't look, yeah, it just scary. I mean, and that's, you know, that's a lot of my shows. I yeah. mean, I had a tough time. That one was a, that one was different though. Yeah. You know? And it's just, you know, so I'm blessed now to, you know, have such a fabulous career and be on the other side. And you see it cause you're at these expos with me and yeah. you see the people come up and I try to spend a lot of time with people and it's important to me because I know that could really change someone's life. So instead of just a handshake and Hey, let's take this picture. I say, why do you come here? Why do you follow me? It's kind of funny. These kids laugh now because like, I'm like, how do, I, say, I say this question. How do you know who I am? And they're like, you're Jay Cutler. How do I? I'm like, no, how do you follow me? Oh, I follow you on Instagram. Or yeah. I saw the documentary Living Large. Yeah. You know, that seems to be the most common one. But it's just something I did along the line that caught the attention. And that's the blessing that I have. So... You know, between the weight challenges, you know, fighting cancer, uh, you know, people crying when they yeah. come see me, men and women. Of course. It all walks of life. Uh, you know, I'm just truly blessed. And that's what brings me back to the expos because you know yourself, I don't want to go to as many. But once I get that, that vibe from people when they show up and they Glad wait in three hours, it makes it so worth it for me. We finish yeah. a long day at those expos and I'm sitting there at the table and I'm, you know, I'm sitting in peace and, and quiet. And I'm like, man, I think about, you know, Joe that came over or, you know, Sam or whoever that came up and said, you know, you changed my life. Mm -hmm. I said, thank goodness I'm here. Yeah. And that's, that's what keeps me driven. That's what keeps me doing what I do. I, I get a lot of times just when you go to some of these, different appearances people will tell me stuff while i'm standing there before they come to you mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it's hey look at this picture of me you know i was i was an infant and now i'm 15 or 16 yeah. or or look at this is the first time I, I met jay three years ago and look at how you know they're they're three or four hundred pounds and now look at them and or they'll tell a little story and and, it, and they get it, they get really excited you know so then when they finally get to see you i'll just kind of look out of the corner of my eye and see like you really legitimately change somebody's life. Not someone that just says it. You know, there's a big difference between, I always say this, actions and words, a big difference. People, some people out there might say, oh, I change people's lives, but they don't really know if they do. Mm -hmm. But with you, we know you do because it doesn't matter where we go on the globe. Somebody there says something. They have a story and that story changed their life. And guess what? They tell 50 other people about you and then somebody else follows you and you might change that person's life too. So that's a, that was a good, that was a good question. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we appreciate all the questions. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to get back on the road and, uh, you know, we'll just keep doing it and keep, uh, keep everyone motivated. So yeah, that's a wrap. Number that's two. Wrap, yeah. In the books. All right. Until next time.